0: You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. We've all seen the video where somebody's inside a CVS, inside a Target, inside some kind of drugstore-ish. They've got a black plastic bag. They're just throwing stuff in that black plastic bag. It must be a yard waste bag because it doesn't break. And then they run out of the store and then people have footage of inside the store and people outside watching the store just... I mean, one of the videos I saw was like clowns getting out of the car. There's just like one thief after another. Some of them went to the right. Some of them went to the left. And this is just after the exit, the CVS. They're stealing stuff. They're selling it on Amazon. Today, we are talking about Ben Dugan. He's a private detective, works for CVS. His job is battling a $45 billion crime spree. That's what we're talking about. Why are we talking about this on a real estate podcast? That seems unusual. That seems weird. Well, it has to do with business. And we're a pro business platform here, amongst other things. And Amazon, which is, yeah, they're selling a lot of these goods. So we're going to get into it. Amazon's here in Seattle. We got to talk about this. This is important. Plus, in San Francisco and in, in California, you've got this legislation where if you steal like under a, under a grand or 900 bucks, whatever it is you're going to be fine. It's just a little misdemeanor. It's kind of like a speeding ticket, something along those lines. It's all right. We're not really including that in our crime stats either. I mean, uh, but a $45 billion crime spree, that is where this, all this stuff just kind of like, oh, this is crazy. What are we doing? All right, let's get into it. But before we do, if you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies. And I read the news from a real estate guy's perspective. All right, let's get into it. So Ben Dugan, fighting a $45 billion crime spree. That puts the $2 billion of damage to buildings throughout the United States from our peaceful protesters a couple of summers ago, or last summer, puts them to shame. $45 billion crime spree, loss prevention. That's nutty, right? Retailers are are spending millions to combat organized rings that steal from their stores in bulk and peddle goods online, often on Amazon. In our streets here in Seattle, we've got got stores set up, not online stores, but literally physical stores set up on the sidewalks selling goods. You don't have to go to Amazon. You just go to downtown, downtown Seattle. Criminals sell their stuff there. Steal it from homes. Sell it on the streets. It's all good. Come to Seattle. Don't even have to go to Amazon. Uh, I'm kind of kidding, but then again, I'm not, right? These are all things that are happening. Ben Dugan sat in an unmarked sedan in San Francisco's Tenderline neighborhood one day last uh, September, waiting for the CVS to be robbed. Uh, What a job. Just waiting for a crime to happen. It's going to happen. Ah, there it goes. He tracked a man entering the store and watched as the thief stuffed more than $1,000 of allergy medicine into a trash bag. Walked out and did the same as two other nearby stores before loading them into a waiting van, Mr. Dugan recalled. It it always shocks me, but we've had this talk. Shocks me the stuff they steal, stuff that people need. They can sell it, sell it quickly, easily. It's marketable. It's a liquidity issue, right? You can sell it fast. The target was no ordinary shoplifter. He was part of a network of organized professionals known as boosters. Remember that, boosters. You'll learn something whom CVS had been monitoring for weeks. The company believed the group responsible for stealing almost 50 million in products over five years from dozens of stores in Northern California. The job for Mr. Jugan, CVS's health corps' top investigator, was to stop them. It's your job. If you accept this mission, you know, that was the whole Mission Impossible thing. I never really watched Mission Impossible, but my dad and his cohorts would always tell me if you, uh, whatever that that line was about the Mission Impossible can't remember. I was thinking about Rockford Files the other day, James Garner. Oh, that was a good show. Retailers are spending millions a year to battle organized crime rings that steal from their stores in bulk and then peddle the goods online, often on Amazon. Uh, Amazon.com's inks retail platform, according to retail investigators, law enforcement officers and court documents. So everybody is pretty much in agreement. All right, Amazon, you're selling some stolen goods. Mm. But you got to wait a second here. Amazon, they do their part as well. It's just that this is the day and age of where you don't have to take it to a fence to sell it. And by fence, I mean a illegal secondary market for stolen goods. You just load it up on Amazon and sell it yourself. It's a menace that has been supercharged by the pandemic and the rapid growth of online commerce that has accompanied it. When there's a demand... The Supply will come to it, right? I mean, it just so you're selling stuff online. We're trying to control it the best we can, but it's growing every day, said Mr. Dugan. Coalition of Law Enforcement and Retail, a trade association with, Mr., with which Mr. Dugan heads, estimates that organized retail theft accounts for around $45 billion in annual losses for retailers these days, up from $30 billion a decade ago. I thought that number would be larger. Um, that, that does seem like a big increase, but just how the marketplaces have changed and how easy it is to sell stuff online, I thought it would be greater, but 45 billion still, that's just an incredible number for these big corporations to absorb, right? And you might say, ah, screw big corporate. All right. This has to do with kind of everybody because when you steal from big corporate, they're going to recoup those losses by doing what? That's right, jacking the prices up on stuff that we, the non-stealing public, buy. Consume. As CVS reported, thefts have ballooned 30% since the pandemic began. Mr. Dugan's team working with law enforcement, that's interesting, 30%. Are people desperate? Are they bored? They need money? All right. Or is it just... This is where we are at within the cycle of crime. People have figured it out. All right. This is pretty easy to do, especially in California. And people are just going ham in stores stealing stuff. I'm sure you guys saw the one where the guy stole a bunch of stuff in the black plastic sack and then rode out on his bike. Literally, he's got like his mountain bike. Ah, I got, excuse me, I got to wheel my mountain bike out onto the sidewalk before I leave with my stolen goods. I mean, just just crazy and the uh, the security and I've talked about this a bunch the security guard as the guy rode his bike past in the aisle of the of the drugstore the security guard did he, his body was just still but he kind of just reached out his arm to try and stop him like I know I need to do something but Corporate tells me I'm not not really supposed to intervene, even though I am the loss prevention officer. I'm just going to put my arm over and just kind of give a little good faith effort of I'm going to you're tapped out. Like, you know, in big time wrestling, you tap out your partner and he goes in and you go out. They were tapping him out. You're out of here. Take your stolen goods and go sell them on Amazon. So Mr. Dugan's team working with law enforcement expects to close 73 e-commerce cases this year involving $104 billion of goods stolen from multiple retailers and sold on Amazon. That compares with 27 cases in 2020. All right, so from 27 to 73 in a year involving half the total, um, that compares with 27 cases in 2020, involving half the total. CVS has doubled its crime team to 17 people over the last uh, two years and purchased its own surveillance van with 360-degree cameras and a high-powered telescope. Is that a peeping Tom out there? What are they looking at? Oh, no, that's, that's just CVS's own private detective team. It's got a high-powered telescope with a camera. It's got probably a drone in there. Got a 360 camera. I mean, you name it. These are all these are all pretty easy stuff to get now. You remember when you when you I do a lot of do you remember don't I? When you had to go to the back of like a comic book to get like a high-powered you know telescope or whatever because we just didn't have access to this stuff. Now you tee it up on the silly device that's in your pocket and go buy now on Amazon and then it shows up like the next day or like, you know, you just have no excuse to not have the stuff that you should have. And then you just become a consumer machine, right? Home Depot Incorporated says the number of its investigations into these kinds of criminal networks has grown 86% since 2016 in five years, and it's exceeded 400 cases last year. Home Depot I was in Home Depot. When was it? What was it? Last Sunday, and I was in an aisle and I was checking out a guy and he had on all his he had on all this um, garb that made him look like a contractor, but his hands were pretty clean and they weren't beat up and they didn't have you know they just they didn't look uh, they didn't look bad and he was he was pretty clean looking and he had just a bunch of stuff and i was like that's pretty sketchy that this just looks this looks sketchy and um and then not long after and he was filling up a bag and uh not long after that you hear over the uh the intercom loss prevention dial 1 loss prevention dial 1 and uh <laughs> you know it was just like oh even in Home Depot, people steal a bunch of stuff and why wouldn't they? So the digital world has become a pretty easy way to move this product, Home Depot chairman and CEO Greg Maneer told investigators in December 2019, becoming one of the first executives to highlight organized crime, a retail crime. It is literally millions and millions of dollars of multiple retailers' goods. Target Corporation, Ulta Beauty Incorporated, and TJX whatever that is, which includes TJ Maxx and Marshalls have also bulked up their resources. Complicating the battle is Amazon itself, which investigators and law enforcement officials say is one of the biggest outlets for criminal networks, given its huge pool of potential customers and an investigator's view insufficient vetting of sellers or their listings. All right, yeah, I mean but if if Amazon finds out somebody's selling illegal goods on their platform, they're not going to go, oh, you know what? It's okay. You you can do better next time. I mean, they're going to toss, they're going to they're going to freeze that account. They're going to let people investigate. But the flip side is on a reasonable basis, they're also not going to ask everybody and they're not they're not going to go in hard and say Are you stealing any goods and then reselling them on our platform? No, it's in your terms of service, right? Where you basically say, okay, I want to sell stuff on Amazon. What do I have to do to sign up? And you're going to check all those boxes and you're going to agree to all that stuff. But Amazon isn't going to just, you know, ask you outright. All right, are, are you selling stolen goods on our platform? No, they're not going to do that. But they will investigate if and when they need to, right? But what what folks are saying is that, yeah, they're not really doing a lot here. Retail and law enforcement investigators say they struggle to obtain information about potentially illicit sellers from the online giant. Well, because at this point in time, it's alleged. And for Amazon, those are their customers, right? They are merchants on their platform. So, innocent until proven guilty-ish would be where I'd go with that. So, they struggle to obtain information about potentially illicit sellers from the online giant, which generally declines to provide information about their customers slash sellers without a subpoena or other legal action. Yeah, I get they're trying to run a business. I I get that. But I mean, that's where this whole thing is just kind of like, All right. You got a lot of people stealing stuff. You've got legislation that has made it almost legal to steal said stuff. And then you've got a platform online that's very easy to shut down because you're not there in person and you're able to just sell that stuff willy nilly. So why wouldn't you? And that's how it becomes a 45 billion dollar industry, right? Other online selling platforms such as eBay are more willing to cooperate without legal intervention, investigators say. All right, but how much does eBay do in sales and how much does Amazon do in sales? I don't even know, but I also don't really care. I don't ever use eBay. I use Amazon a lot. Is that good? Probably not. No, it's crushing the small independent business. I realize that. But it's so damn easy to pick up your ridiculous phone and go Amazon shopping. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. I'll look at, I'll look at two reviews so I can just tell whomever's asking me, did you look at the reviews? Yes, I did. Did you understand them? No, I don't really know what I'm buying, but this kind of ticks all the boxes. And somebody told me I had to get something to make my life that much better. Therefore, I'm going to do it. Do as you're told. No, I mean, it's just when you go to buy something, you're like, all right, I got to make a decision here. I just need to get this here. Half the time I buy stuff on how fast I can get it because they all kind of look the same, right? Are they stolen? I hope not. But most of the stuff I buy, I don't believe it's stolen. It's coming directly from manufacturers, you know, that whole thing. Uh, I'm just making myself feel better, right? Amazon may be the largest unregulated pawn shop on the face of the planet. That is the reason I'm reading this article. Let me say that again. Amazon may be the largest unregulated pawn shop on the face of the planet. I think that's really interesting. And I could see where that point could be made. And this is said by Sergeant Ian Ranshaw of the Thornton, Colorado Police Department. It is super hard to deal with them. Amazon spokesman Alex Horek said the company doesn't tolerate the selling of stolen goods and works with law enforcement and retailers to stop bad actors, including by withholding funds, closing accounts, and making law enforcement referrals. He said the company spent $700 million last year to combat fraud on its platform. $700 million. So you can't really say that Amazon isn't trying to do their part, and it doesn't behoove them to be selling stolen goods. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody with a pawn shop wants to be that pawn shop that gets the reputation of, ah, take it to them. They'll sell anything. They'll buy anything. Amazon, that doesn't help. Amazon's got enough legit business. They don't need stolen goods business, even though it is a 45 billion-dollar industry, according to Private Detective, um, we talked about earlier, right? All right. And I've noticed this more and more, like where I shop, you walk into a store and you go, that's weird. All that, like that's some crazy stuff that's in the locked off, um, behind the counter um, deals. And you're like, okay, that's hair care product. You've got some, of, and some of the medicines I understand, you can make meth out of them. I get that. All right. Understood there. But other things are like expensive razors and stuff. And you're like, okay, I don't, I don't understand the shoplifting game anymore. It's just, it's gone past me, way over my head. Don't really get it. But there is a method to the madness, apparently. It's just, um, I'm, you know, in the process of kind of learning about it because it's not something that uh, I tend to... Purchase my stuff with actual money. I, I don't know. I'm old fashioned. I'm old school, I guess. Um, whether that be a credit card, debit card, or whatever. Cash sometimes every now and then. Every now and then I'll get out some cash, but rarely because I just, phew, I don't know. Mr. Harek said, Amazon doesn't share customers and sellers personal information without a subpoena due to privacy concerns. Yeah, I understand. That's a business decision, right? yep, we'll give you that information. You bring the subpoena here and we'll work that out. How about that? People don't like to hear that, uh, especially uh, you know law enforcement. Mm, that's, that's not what they want to hear because then they got to go through that whole rigmarole. Organized retail crime has moved away from flea markets and corner stores and onto the internet where criminals can move their products quickly and anonymously. Boosters, remember that term, Boosters, often drug addicts targeted by crime rings, typically sell their goods for about 5 to 10% of retail value to a street level fence, who then sells them to a larger scale distributor. Retail investigators blame changes in sentencing laws in some states for an uptick in thefts. In California, a 2014 law downgraded the theft of this was Proposition, whatever that was 48, was it? I can't remember. I'm off on that number, I'm sure. California 2004 law downgraded the theft of less than $950 worth of goods to a misdemeanor from a felony. Target recently reduced its operating hours in five San Francisco stores, citing rising thefts. I think it was Walgreens or CVS that just flat out closed a bunch of stores. Um, the corporate investigators charged with tackling the problem are often former police, the, they tail thieves, compile investigative reports, stock storefronts for stolen goods, and comb through trash outside suspects' houses. They pore over videos from stores that have been robbed and scour profiles on online marketplaces. These guys are going hard. They're going deep, right? Mr. Dugan rarely wears hats, after boosters said they assumed anyone wearing a hat was a cop. Uh, the exception, Mr. Dugan said, is Boston. Where everyone wears hats. I wear a hat. I'm not a cop, but I've had people tell me, "Hey, don't look like so much of a cop and people hassle you less like at you know the peaceful protests. and I'm like,, uh, understood. but I just end up looking like a cop. I don't know. Maybe it's because I follow the rules and I don't look like a rule breaker. I mean, I am a little bit, but I don't steal stuff, right? Store staff are instructed not to apprehend thieves for safety reasons. Retail investigators will sometimes let a theft unfold to help identify offense. Mm, let's just let this, let's just see what happens. Let's just see where this guy goes. Let's just follow him. Take off your hat. Earlier this year, an e-commerce analyst on Mr. Dugan's team who looks for sellers hawking high-risk products such as allergy medicine or razor, yeah, there we go, razor blades, identified an Amazon account with over $1 million in suspicious listings a million bucks in listings. Good heavens. Where did you get this stuff? I uh, You know, we, we traded for it. We, we bought some at wholesale. It's like the podcast I did on the um, crime ring that was selling stuff. I think it was literally on the sidewalk on 3rd Avenue in downtown Seattle, if I'm going off memory correctly. It was a Jason Rantz, um story. And uh, somebody said, hey, that's some really good booze you got there. And they, the police couldn't prove it was stolen, so they can't really do anything. Plus, they've been defunded and they're busy off trying to solve shooting crimes right now. That's 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 the epidemic of the moment. Um, And so you've got all this booze on Third Avenue. It's brand new. And when somebody asked the guy, hey, wh- wh- where'd you get all this booze? Oh, you know, when that one bar shut down and he named the bar, I I offered him a really good wholesale price and they, they sold all this to me. Okay, this is brand new, unopened, really expensive whiskey. That's how it goes. And that's how you get a million bucks in suspicious listings. It was linked to a video store in Minister, Massachusetts. Local law enforcement, working together with CVS and other retailers, arrested the owner of the video store in May. Amazon kept the store up for at least six more weeks after the arrest. You go. you, You go. Just getting these thieves left and right. Amazon's Mr. Harak said the account was closed at the earliest appropriate time after reconciling inventory and completing necessary documentation. I mean, you want to support these people going after the criminals, but you know it's just an uphill battle, right? But you got to do something. Otherwise, this just becomes even more widespread than it already is. In late 2017, CVS investigators interviewed three different shoplifters who all said they worked for Mr. Bob. A man named Robert Whitley, who owned a business in Atlanta, Mr. Bob, oh, sorry, Mr. Dugan shared pictures of the thieves with his counterparts at Target, Publix, and Walgreens. They were getting hit by the same people, according to investigators and case documents. The four teams working with the FBI and the U.S. Postal Service—uh-oh—we're bringing in the postal service. We're bringing in the big guns. It's kind of like down in Portland, how they didn't bring in more police officers, but they did hire some more park rangers. That was that was that was a win um, for the. Parks where very little crime happens. But, you know, uh, so we got the U.S. Postal Service. They took two years to unravel the network of shoplifters who had stolen over-the-counter medicines from hundreds of stores in nearly a do- dozen different states. These are concerted efforts to steal a whole bunch of stuff. And so, I mean, these are big, big operations, Right. Mr. Whitley operated an Amazon store, closed out Express for about seven years, and sold $3.5 million in stolen goods on the platform, according to court documents. So if you have bought stuff that you could buy at a drugstore, I mean, I, I just, I would never, I need some, I need some uh, cold medicine. Oh, I'm just going to go on Amazon. Let's get it shipped. I just drive to the store or get it when I'm getting groceries, right? I never think to get it on Amazon. I wonder if I can get a good deal on this on Amazon. I just never go there. I don't know. Is that weird? Not really sure. Probably. In April, Mr. Whitley pleaded guilty to transporting stolen property across state lines. His daughter pleaded guilty to conspiracy to do so. Uh Uh-oh. They await sentencing. Amazon said it cooperated with the investigation. Well, because the dude sold $3.5 million in stolen goods. Yeah. That's a big one. That's a Closeout Express. Yeah, we close out. We close out stolen goods. We move them on to unsuspecting buyers. Donald Beskin. I wonder what kind of discount they had. I mean, how transparent is this? All right, I'm getting this for half off and it's brand new. Oh, what a deal. It's Closeout, but it's the same product that's being sold in all the other stores right now. Currently, it's not Closeout, but uh, you know what? We're not really going to question that we're just going to take our good deal and say i'm a bargain hunter donald beskin the Whitley's lawyer disputed the characterization of the case but declined to elaborate that's an exaggeration of the amount of goods stolen you know there was some there was some legit stuff in there how would you even how would you even get around that love it when you hear a lawyer double talk so good it's a, it's just so creative, right? Law enforcement has become more focused on organized retail crime in recent years. Some states have formed regional task forces devoted to the issue to help those efforts. Walmart sometimes gives detectives a corporate gift card to use for understing <laughs> undercover sting operations. It's like buy money on the on a drug deal, right? I need some buy money. How much do you need? Well, I need more than a corporate gift card worth. <laughs> In the Atlanta, (laughs) here is your corporate gift card. Use it accordingly. In the Atlanta investigation, CVS's Mr. Dugan said he provided FBI agents with cases of electric toothbrush heads and fusion razor blades to help an agent make an undercover sale to Mr. Whitley. All right. What are we going in with? Are we going in with the booze? Nope. We're going in with electric toothbrush heads. Now I have bought those. I buy those at Costco for my whatever kind of electric toothbrush I have. I'm told it's good. I don't know, nor do I really care. Um But, you know, you got to get those toothbrush heads every now and then. So I get like a three-pack at Costco. I go into the store and I buy them. Not with a corporate gift card either. I I, I use my own money. And then um, I, I don't look for them on Amazon, but maybe some people do. Fusion razor blades. Fusion razor blades are really expensive. I mean, just outrageously expensive and it's it's that whole thing going back to well you know what they're not going to get you with the actual thing itself which is the razor they're going to hit you up on the replacement razor blades that's where the money is because the razor itself ah, their markup on that isn't that great but over time you need those new blades people know that fusion razor blades are apparently the best on the market i've used them i think all that stuff is somewhat similar I don't know. Maybe I'm just not that sensitive. Maybe my skin is not. I could care less, right? All right. So last year, Home Depot paid for more than $400 in in equipment, including a GPS tracker to help Colorado police follow a member of a crime ring who was transporting stolen power tools to a house 1,000 miles away in Katy, Texas. Colorado to Katy, Texas, 1,000 miles away. They spent 400 bucks. A GPS tracker. I mean, they're getting serious. This. I mean, at $45 billion, I can see why. Now I'm looking at a picture of a whole bunch of like DeWalt tools. I get that one. Those are kind of hard to see. I just bought a DeWalt. Was it a DeWalt or a Ryobi? Probably a Ryobi. I think it was the green box, right? At Home Depot. It was a driver and a drill set combination, a two-pack. Um and I thought they were going to you know do one of those scan things where they have to take the security thing off but they didn't so I'm sure I could have just run out of that store uh with one of those and it, I think it was like 100 and, 180 bucks for a two pack you know with a bag got to have that bag I mean that's just that's some extra value there but uh, you could walk out of that and I could I could see how you do that enough times in a day Solid living, even selling it at five to 10% of its retail value. The Katie house, other than that whole going to prison thing and maybe, you know, getting a felony conviction, that part, hmm, probably not worth it. But the economics on the front end, it does make sense. And that's why it's such a big industry, right? The Katie house has been turned into a warehouse, complete with an elevator moving goods between floors where Stephen Scarrett, a former painting contractor, allegedly ran an Amazon storefront that sold almost $5 million in stolen goods between 2018 and 2020. According to a search warrant, investigators served Amazon within January. I wonder if they tell people, I need you to steal this. This is our this is a bestseller here on our illegal Amazon website, on our storefront. We need you to reload this. I bet you there's a lot of that, right? I don't really know, um, but can't you see that? All right. Here's our shopping list we're going to send you with. Please get this amount of this and this and this. We're short on this. We will be selling this. The elevator was something I've never seen in my career, said Jamie Warren, a Home Depot organized retail crime investigator involved in the case who was there when law enforcement raided Mr. Scarrett's house last October. They recovered 55 pallets of stolen Home Depot merchandise, including, here we go, power drills, levels and vacuums. Now vacuums are big. They're big and annoying, but they are marketable. Everybody needs a vacuum. Everybody's got dirt, right? Levels. All right. Contractors need levels, I guess. Power drills. I get that. That makes absolute sense. I just bought one. So, I mean, this makes, I did not buy it on Amazon though. I went into Home Depot and bought it myself. Mr. Actually, I didn't. My girlfriend was there. She she kind of led the charge on that, to be honest. Mr. Scarrett was charged in mid-July with first-degree felonies for money laundering and engaging in organized criminal activity. Amazon closed his account later in July. Amazon spokesperson Mr. Harak said it had agreed with Texas law enforcement to temporarily keep the account open to support the investigation. That makes sense. Um. This it's so astounding that we've got this much going on. But then again, if you think about how much stuff gets sold on Amazon, why wouldn't this happen? Why wouldn't this happen? Why wouldn't there be private investigators hired by big corporations who have their own team of investigators to handle this specifically? Mind blowing, right? And I'm looking at a uh, a big pile of stuff that's stolen and. Now we're looking at some Mon, um plumbing fixtures. Those are expensive. You know, a couple hundred bucks for a good faucet. Crazy. In a recent court filing, Mr. Scarrett's attorney, Q. Tate Williams, said there was no direct evidence Mr. Scarrett was aware of the thefts or that any of the stolen merchandise from Colorado was part of his inventory. He denies and intends to vigorously defend these charges. Doesn't every guilty person say that on the front end? It's almost mandatory. All right. Hire an attorney. Have your hire your attorney and make said statement, right? In recent years, retailers have pressed Congress to pass legislation requiring e-commerce sites to verify details for third-party sellers and make certain information public, making it harder for people to sell stolen goods. Amazon, along with other online marketplaces, including eBay, has lobbied against the bill saying such measures would invade sellers' privacy. So you've got that whole privacy thing, and Amazon not wanting to give away their, their customers' information or whether or not they are selling goods online without a you know without a court document saying, you need to provide this to us. Mr. Rex said the legislation would favor large retailers at the expense of small businesses that sell online. Well, the small businesses that sell online legit, they don't really have much to worry about, do they? No, you often don't. When you're not on the wrong side of the law, you have less to worry about than the other guy. We believe the most effective ways to stop fraud and abuse is for Congress and the states to increase penalties and provide law enforcement with greater resources. I agree. I I mean that that to me is kind of where we are at. This is this is so it's just so crazy. All right. The article goes on to explain a bunch of other stuff, but you kind of get the idea of this is ongoing. This is deep. There are and when so when you see people in these videos, they're not just randomly stealing stuff and then selling it to their buddies in their own community, right? No, this is This is a planned, organized effort. It is a full-on business. It's just not legit. You're probably not paying taxes. It's kind of like on that IRS, uh, on your tax forms where you can say, are you a drug dealer? Do you get most of your income from selling drugs? That is an option. Not a very smart option to check that box. Or are you a prostitute? You know you can check that box in a number of different ways. All right. You might bring a little attention to yourself there. Um, but you have that option. Are these guys that are running these accounts? Are they doing that? No, they're just selling stuff. They're selling stuff on the Amazon. It's crazy. I think you need to have legislation that just hammers on this kind of thing. I think that's what you need. You need to throw people in jail, throw them in jail for a long time. That's kind of where I'm at. I, you know, rehabbing them. They made the choice. Throw them in jail for a long time. That's the only thing that's going to deter people from doing this kind of stuff. That's my opinion. But then again, I'm a kind of a more of a black and white real estate guy, uh, and that's just how I see things. This whole, oh, he made some bad choices early in his. He, he got busted yesterday. Yesterday. This is not earlier in life. This is yesterday. This guy's going down. In that case, I'm kind of like, well, all right, let the court system work it out or not work it out in most of the cases, especially here in Seattle. You can get away with damn near anything. And in uh, California, same thing. I mean, 950 bucks or less? Ah, get out of jail. Not even go to jail card. You, you just don't even go there. It's just like, ah, it's a misdemeanor. You're good. It's all right. Try and do better next time. Steal less of the fusion razors, possibly. Get some more drills in there, though. I mean, those. People need their drills illegally on Amazon online. All right. That's it for me on this one. But know that this stuff is happening. And when people make a big deal out of it, it's because it is a big deal. Allegedly, $45 billion a big deal. It's a huge number. And it all comes back to us because we pay for this. It's not like the corporations just take a massive loss. No, they jack up the prices, try and recoup it with profits down the road. So, um, yeah, there you go. Huge industry, people selling stuff. So the next time you hit that buy now button on Amazon, think about, ooh, have I vetted this Amazon seller? Don't really know. Buy from sites that, you know, for now, that's it for me. We'll talk soon until then. Stay safe. We'll catch up soon. Bye.